So here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Grit and Grace, the recovery hour. This is Bill and Tanisha. And once again, we're bringing you resources, information, and hopefully revelation. But before we get off the cosmos, I would be remiss if I didn't first thank our sponsors, the Stepping Up Initiative, which is a national initiative that has been adopted here in Rockdale County to reduce the number of people in jails that have mental health substance use disorders or that look like us on the outside or the inside. With that being said, I also want to thank Hurricane Maine and the His Hop Nation for creating these platforms. I want to thank Cat 10 Entertainment for giving us these opportunities to bring these messages to you. I want to thank all of our listeners out there for the overwhelming response that you've given to these messaging opportunities, these platforms, and to all of our guests that come on. I would really like to thank everybody that's taken time out of their busy schedules to come and share their experience, their strength, their hope, their information, their truth, and all of those things that are changing lives, because this is what it's all about. It's all about the opportunity for people like me and you and, and, and people who used to didn't think it was possible just to get the information and the support and, and to hear those testimonies and hear about the resources and hear about the processes that, that set it off, that set recovery on fire, that set people on the path toward their destiny. And with that being said, Tanisha, you want to say hi to the people out there in radio land. Yes, 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 of course. Hello to each and every one of you that is listening today. I want to thank you for tuning in another week with us. I also want to let you know how grateful I am to be here with you, to be present right here in this moment with you all. I'm truly, truly grateful. I'm also grateful to introduce to you all a very special guest. He is an author, an advocate, but most importantly, he is alive today because he made the decision to keep coming back to recovery. Ladies and gentlemen, today we have with us the author of Sober Slogans, Recovery Models We Love, Mr. Jeff Vickers. I appreciate the opportunity for y'all allowing me this, um, this blessing to speak to y'all community. I, I really appreciate that. First and foremost, I, I, I like to always introduce myself as Jeff Vickers, a humble human who happens to be a recovering addict. And I'm, 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 I'm thriving in a life of sobriety today. I'm, I'm, I'm walking in the light of God. And it's just, you know, it's just a blessing. It's, it's such a blessing. So um, I appreciate that. Let's get to it. Talk to me. Yeah, man, let's get at it because my name is Bill. I'm a person in long-term recovery, as all, most of our listeners know. Tanisha is also one of the champions of recovery as well. Okay. We took the wrong road, but we still ended up in the right place. You know what I'm saying? And we know Talk it's all me. about grace. You know what I'm saying? And that's why we the name of our thing is Grit and Grace. Because we understand, well, you got to be tough to make it, but you couldn't make it. You ain't tough enough to do it without grace, you know? Ooh. So with that being said, Jeff, I want to ask you a question. So since you say you're a person in recovery, I guess that means that before you came across the road into the light, you was in the dark. So can you kind of tell the people out there when you were in the dark, what was it like, man? What was it like for you when you were in the dark? I appreciate that question. Let's set it off, baby. I was in the dark for 32 years. And what I mean by that is my drug of choice was crack cocaine. And if I'm correct, I started smoking crack cocaine at, uh, I think I was about 15 years old. The year was 1988. I'm from the Bronx, New York. So um, I have a, a, a background in, in the culture of hip hop. As far as indie record labels and a couple of big ones as well. But back then I was just a baby, right? And I was a baby who wanted to be a drug dealer and a rapper and a pimp. I turned into a crackhead rather quickly at that. And the reason why I, you know, flipped real quick, I, I, I like to, I like to uh <laughs> I like to say back then was my G money phase you know my g money phase from new jack city you know 
And um, I quickly started smoking. I got to be honest. And the reason why is because I had a hole within myself. I was searching, you know, for something. I was searching for friends. I was searching for experiences. I was, I was, whew, I was searching for experiences to basically fill in something that could not be a filled. It, 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 it can't be filled by external stimuli, you know. And what I'm talking about for me, you know, is is that love that we get, you know, from my high power, you know, until I came across the love of my God, I tried to fill myself with everything, with drugs, with sex, with food, you know, those are the three, you know, major categories for me. And, and, and I was just always trying to stuff myself, man, just stuff myself, you know, and he, that, that, that reminds me of the Tom and Jerry episode where you got the, um, I forgot, I think his name was Spike. And, <laughs> and he had the gravy, right? Remember that episode? He had the gravy and he just went crazy drinking all the gravy. Yeah, I, I like cartoons. They tell good yes. stuff. But that was me, you know, when I was in the darkness. But when I, when I, when I found sobriety, let's, let's back up. Let's back up because there's a big difference between recovery and sobriety. I actually have an article that that um, that's published about that. Right. When I started my road of recovery, which basically is the healing process, which if you stay on that road long enough, it opens up into a valley of bliss that I like to call sobriety. Yes, because it yes. becomes an encompassing lifestyle. It's yes. not the healing process that you go through, which we call recovery. And, you know, for most of us, that includes uh, 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 treatment and or, you know, medication yes. as well as, uh, 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 um, you know, supportive communities and after treatment. You know what I mean? We got to get right. <laughs> let, me, let me ask you. Let me ask you a question, Jeff, because I, I want to make sure that we got we have some uh, chronology for our for our listeners. What was the catalyst? for you coming across from the dark to the light. What was that? Was it a single incident? Was it just, you know, I got too old, too tired, too painful. I hit my head too hard. What mm -hmm. was your catalyst for coming across the road? Whew, goodness gracious. I love it. I love it. So one of my favorite recovery mottos is recovery is a journey, not a destination. It's actually the sixth chapter in my book, right? And, you know, to answer your question, there was no specific moment. We, we speak about catalysts, don't get me wrong, right? But there's always a backstory to the catalyst. And those mini moments or micro events, they culminate to form a major event that we call a catalyst. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So in me, in me, it was all kinds of situations. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But let me get to the, the exact catalyst. I tried to commit suicide for the umpteenth time. I have been successful doing a lot of things, but not committing suicide. And I am so grateful for that, right? Oh, I, I don't mind failing. I don't mind failing in that area, right? So I tried to commit suicide on um, Fulton Industrial. It was like a million degrees out there. Now, okay. So my clean date is August 14th, 2020. All right, 8 14, yeah. 2020. So we're talking 8 13, 2020, what I'm about to explain. So I tried to commit suicide. I was already out there for a few days, right? Don't know if you know, you know, the landscape, but it's just the strip. There's barely any trees on the strip. A lot of, you know, it's Sin City on, on Fulton Industrial, right? If you from Georgia, uh, you've been through. Yeah, we know. Okay, so, all right, we, we know what it is, right? So I was already out there for a few days. And one thing about me is I am like the Energizer Bunny when I get high. And I can't eat, I can't drink. Like, I am either going to go to sleep because I tapped out, maybe after six, seven days of running, you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. If I, if, if I like, let's say I go on a relapse, right? Let's say I relapse, but I had a little bit of time clean. I come around, I'm like 160. Bro, I kid you not, within two days, I'm down like 30. Easy. 
<laughs> Absolutely. I'm, 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 keeping, I'm keeping chapstick on my lips, right? To make sure they don't get cracked, but I'm barely drinking anything. I'm, I'm thirsty as, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. You know, I'm just, that's me. I just, I can't stop. I can't stop. Right. So the level of despair, and this is for people who suffer from suicidal ideations and, you know, mental health uh, 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 situations. I've been diagnosed as type A personality disorder, bipolar, I think, how did they say that? Bipolar part two, I forgot, and, and something else. I'm honest when I say that I have been freed from that. Like I'm yes, dead yes. to no medication or nothing. I've literally, and I know this because yesterday I turned 49 years old and for the majority of my life, I suffered from these mental health issues. So yeah. when you no longer suffer from something that has afflicted you for so long, the change is clear. Yes. <laughs> It's like we've been watching black and white TV for how long? Oh, snap, they got color. color yes. You know what I mean? It's it's a big difference. Like, it's very clear for me, you know. Um, But on that day, woo, I was I was definitely in the throes, you know. I tried to commit suicide. And my thing was, when I get high again, I get totally dehydrated, right? Now, this occurred to me about three times. This was the last time it occurred. I was so dehydrated that my body started locking up like on some like Tin Man from the Wizard of Oz. Like, I kid you not, like locking up, you know, and I forgot what the doctors called it. But like when your body is my body, my, my body was dying for 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 oxygen. It was dying for fluid. Right. So it was locking up on because of that. You know what I mean? No circulation. Yes. So me being, you know, the, 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 the genius I am on Fulton Industrial with Marta, I'm like, how easy would it be to step in front of the Marta? And, you know, my natural reaction, it's not going to occur because I'm Mr. Tin Man right now, right? So that yeah. bus is going to do what it need to do. So I did that, hobbled into the street like an old man from an English village. Now let's <laughs> I hobbled into the street though. And I mean, I kid you not, the bus hit the brakes. Next thing I know, somebody is, is pulling me onto the pavement. Now, perspective is everything, right? We could easily say, oh, that was God, which I do say that. Or we could say, well, bruh, you was facing in one direction and you was high and you was slow. And, you know, obviously you ain't see somebody come through and scoop you up. Whoever choose to interpret it any way they choose to interpret it, it's okay. I'm going to say it was my God because the subsequent events that occurred in my life since then has affirmed my theory. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Absolutely. We would like to thank our leader, Commissioner Dr. Doreen Williams, the Rockdale County Sheriff's Office, along with other numerous partners and stakeholders that are taking the initiative to create change for the Rockdale County recovery community. We know that it takes all parts of a community to carry out this vision and together we are stronger. So let me ask you this. So one, and, and obviously when you went, when was that moment of acceptance that when you realized that this can't go on or that change has to happen or I can't do that anymore. Um, and, and you really started to make that positive move toward recovery, toward finding treatment, et cetera, et cetera. Awesome what was that question. moment of acceptance like for you? Awesome question. It occurred on the 13th floor in Grady Hospital. And for anybody that know, that's the psych unit, right? And ironically enough, I don't know, maybe for the last 70 years, the 13, the number 13, well, it's been longer than that. But anyway, this history behind the number 13 and how, you know, people in society have chosen to flip the connotation. It used to be a, 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 a lucky number, then it became an unlucky number, right? So in our society today, 13 is supposed to be an unlucky number, right? Well, I was on the 13th floor and that's where I found God. Early in the morning, 
Because if you in if you in the hospital, you already know how their windows are. And I'm on the 13th floor with them long windows, no shade, no nothing. And I'm watching Atlanta wake up. It was just absolutely beautiful for a few days. I think I was yes. there for about three days. And that's when God spoke to me, bro. Yeah. Sitting there watching the damn skyline early in the morning. Everybody else was asleep. And we in the psych unit. I didn't make it, you know. Uh, 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 I was just on the observation side, you know, I didn't get admitted on the observation side for a couple of days, you know, because of the attempt suicide. Right. And, um, you know, for the most part, brothers is just sleeping it off, trying to get their strength back, you know, but I couldn't sleep. I couldn't eat. God just kept knocking at my heart. Like, yo, you know, I just saved you. Why is you playing yourself? Why do we have to keep going through this? Like, what is up with you? And, I um, started crying profusely, mm -hmm. you know, and it just seemed like when, when the sun got to a certain point within the horizon, that light affected me in such a way that I just burst out and, and I fell on the ground, dude, and just accepted it. And I was like, yo, as long as you got me, I promise you I'm going to ride it out. Because again, I began high since I was a teenager. So we're talking about three separate prison sentences. My last one was 15 years. I did 10 straight, got paroled down here, did five years straight on parole in Fulton County. No violations, you know, and it was just like, you know, but I was abstinent when I yeah. came home. You know, and I, I tried to put a little bit of gravel on top of my addiction, but the demons still burst through, right? Yes. You yes, know, so absolutely. Yeah. So things occurred and, and then I relapsed. But um hopefully I answered that question. Yes, and, and so let me ask you this. What were some of the things, some of the different modalities? A lot of us took a lot of different pathways or multiple pathways to recovery. What were some of the things that treatment orientations or different things that you found that helped you become stable and start to figure it out and all of those things kind of get the messages. Obviously, there's a powerful message from the 12-step community. Uh, what were some of the treatment modalities that worked for you? Okay, so from the psych unit, I tried to get admitted back into must ministries in Marietta. All right. Cause before my major relapse, you know, I had a relapse, but then I, I went through their program successfully. And if you complete it successfully, you know, you can get readmitted if you need some assistance, but I was one month shy. So my counselor still worked there and he paid for an Uber for me to go to, um, I think it's called Sober Living of America. Yeah. So um, I was there for maybe a week. And um, a friend of mine was at my brother's keeper in Morrow. Mm -hmm. And his girl is like my best friend, you know, so, you know, she's I'm on the phone with him and he's telling me how to bust a move to get out of where I'm at so I could get down there. But I have to leave where I'm at and go to the cab crisis, right? Yes. And then and then hope there's a bed and all that. And I'm just like, dude, I'm scared. I was scared to find myself in that situation because I literally lived right there in that neighborhood a few years before. That's Decatur. Yes. But my my thought was, what if they drop me off and then the cab crisis doesn't admit me because a year previously I was coked out my mind. Like my whole story, the synchronicities of my story just proves God's hand is, is working, man. It's just insane, right? So that was my fear. Long story short, it was my fear not to do that. So I did get blessed to go to the cab crisis, went through there, found myself in my brother's keeper in Morrow. And that, that was the residential aspect of it. But we went to Paula Crane's Life Enrichment Center. Yes. Major, major salute to them, bro. Yes. Major salute to Trakel Fears and, and, and Bernice and Donald and, 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 um, 
and and uh, 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 forgot the lady that that runs it. But those, you know, so we talk modality. That's why we're here, right? Yes. So yeah. the modality of their treatment facility is what laid down the. Bro, I can't like explain this enough. I'm so glad you asked that, right? Because the, their modality is peer delivered. Yes. Peer delivered recovery, which speaks to me. I am from the Bronx. I'm from the hood. You understand what I'm saying? Yes. I, I'm, you know, in my heart, you know, I have always followed the code. I'm not, I'm thorough, yes. bro. I yeah. follow the rules of the game, bro. So what that means is if you talking something to me, talking about life change, but you only speaking about it because you read a book or you got a degree, my dude, you can miss me. Like I'm yes. good. Yes. But if you talking to me because you got 29 years off of dope back when we talking dope, heroin, heroin, smack horse, whatever you want to call it, whichever area in America you was in, but you you got off of it back in the 50s and the 60s, I'm going to shut up, bro. Yeah. And you still clean. Bro, come on, picture me running my mouth, bro. So they had they had a, a staff built around people who are walking testimonies, working in an environment of service and helping them feed their family. Bro, it blew my head, bro. Yes. Because of the mo the words you use. A lot of people don't use it. So, you know, and I'm a writer, right? So I respect yeah. words. You said modality. That's the modality that they use. Peer-delivered support specialists. Yes. I am yeah. not going to put you in anyone's space, okay, yes. who does yeah. not know what despair feels like. That yes. man, when you want to share about despair, that man right there can identify. I'm not going to put you in a space with someone who doesn't understand what abandonment issues are manifested as. This yes. person has been through that. You know, there's science out there. There's this, this, you know, it's documented that everyone who is a recovering addict has suffered from trauma, but not everyone who has trauma has been nor will be an addict. And I just think that that's extremely important for the community to understand. So if you're going to put someone in a position to teach people how to change their story from tragedy to triumphant, right? Yes. Absolutely. You need to be you need to be able to identify with the pain points of the people that you're speaking to, not because you read a book or saw a documentary. So for me, it spoke to my heart and that laid down the foundation. Right. Yes. So at this at the time, I'm living at my brother's keeper and I'm standoffish. I'm standoffish because I need to protect me. I know me. If you're going to sit there and tell me that only one in 10 of y'all right here is going to survive, bro, I'm dead serious. When I tell you I'm going to be that one, bro. Yes. Yes. Bro. It, it, so I, and I'm not messing I'm not messing with none of y'all. Yes. I'm not messing, and I was like that, bro. I'm talking about I'm talking about bro, bro, dudes dudes dudes, you know what I'm saying, doing a little thing. Chicks coming at me, giving me numbers. Come on, window open. I, I don't need none of that. I'm Gucci. I'm Gucci. Yes. I'm here. I'm here for real, for real. Yes, yes. Yeah, I'm, yeah. With you, I'm with you, man. I'm with you, man. Because it's real, man. The journey has been real. And, and and so let me ask you this. And we kind of talked about the treatment modalities. So let me ask you a question. What are some of the things that you do today that keep you balanced, keep you sane, keep you level, keep you in the middle of the yellow lines? First and foremost, I stay in a state of gratitude. That That's, I'm dead serious. As soon as I wake up, before I even get out of bed, I lay there and I say my prayers and my prayers are centered, my morning prayers, they're centered around gratitude. On my social media every day for the most part, for a minute, I've posted a touch of gratitude. And then I say what I'm grateful for. And I do that as me holding myself accountable to my God, because I done prayed as soon as I woke up and I said, you know, big dog, I appreciate you. Mama, I love you. You know, my God really ain't got no gender. Today, it yes. might be a woman. Tomorrow, might come on now. So, yes. you know, but that's in private. Yes. But I live, I recover out loud. Yes. And I'm leading the way because my message is pure. My message is from God. So if I can if I can give him the gratitude that that she deserves in private, then I'm going to give him the gratitude that he deserves 
on social media. So every day, that's what I post, a touch of gratitude, a touch of gratitude. I don't care what it is. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. My 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 dog licked my face, made me happy. Touch gratitude, whatever. You know what I'm saying. But that's how I start off, which means I'm in a perpetual state of humility, bro. Of humility, I am humble that I am here, bro. I can't tell you how many of my peers, bro. Don't get me started. You already know the story. Yes. We got brothers that still locked up. We got brothers and sisters that's kicking dust. You know how many people, bro? Stop, man. It's crazy, right? So every day, I am extremely grateful. I was in a recovery environment with people that I kind of liked, but I had to be standoffish to to protect myself. Yes. There's only like three of us that's doing our thing, like for real, for real. You know what I'm saying? And I'm so happy to be amongst those. So, you know, the numbers, it was probably 30, 40% out of the 100 that survived, which is a beautiful, that's still thriving, you know, yeah. which is a beautiful thing. You understand? But um, the journey yeah. is so real, bro. Absolutely. So, T, I, 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 wanted, I, I wanted to throw one more at you. One more yes. at you. One more at you. And I meditate. So yes. as soon as I wake up in the morning, right, and my new thing, as soon as I wake up in the morning, I do my gratitude, and then I meditate. My new thing now is meditating for at least a half hour a day. It was this one visualization that I was doing off of Gaia, and it really, oh, I love it so much, from John Gabriel. And he does a lot of weight loss and mental health meditations, but his visualization meditation for me is just powerhouse, Right. But you got to grow. You know what I mean? And that was only 10 minutes. So now I'm doing half hour meditation. I hope to get to being able to do. Not, excuse me. Excuse me. I am going to because <laughs> it is about how we speak. Right. We set our intentions. So I am going to get to the point where I'm doing it for an hour a day. Right now it's a half hour a day. Right. So we have. Uh, 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 staying in a state of humility. And for me, that involves a lot of other things, but I just like to, you know, incapacitate it like that, right? Staying in a state of humility. That's one practice. And it's things I do within that practice, like praying, like, you know, reading certain literature, you know, that's that. And then the meditating is extremely important, right? Yeah. That's that. And then last, but definitely not least, I educate myself, bro. I am extremely enthusiastic about educating myself about this disease, educating myself about what the bigger conversation is within the community and educating myself on how I can add value to that community, our yeah. community. Absolutely. In honor of those we have lost to suicide, we would like to provide a resource in hopes that it will be used if needed. The National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is a national network of local crisis centers that provide free and confidential emotional support to people in suicide crisis or emotional distress. They are available 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and are committed to improving crisis services and advancing suicide prevention by empowering individuals, advancing professional best practices, and building awareness. So please, if you or your loved one is experiencing a suicide crisis or in distress, please call 1-800-273-8255. Again, that number is 1-800-273-8255. Come on, sister. Hey, um, Jeff. So I did have a, a question before I get to that. I wanted to talk um, or I just wanted to touch on, on your passion behind basically we call it the power of peer support because having Mr. Bill, he always says you got to be able to see one, you know, to be one, to be an example to somebody or to know like you were talking about. Um, that somebody did walk in that road and they didn't read that book. Um, and I, I've I was reading your book and I saw where you were talking about language and how, you know, you know, you're from New York and to be able to connect with somebody, you got to be able to speak their language. You know what I'm saying? So when we are you talking about the part where I was like, I could be on a corner and one of the young dudes could be like, hey, yo, what up, B, if I'm in the Bronx? And okay. Mm -hmm. 
and and and, the, and sometimes these slogans are our language in recovery you know but also knowing that when you're talking to someone in recovery and you can walk the walk with them you know you they know you've been there you know before before you got into recovery so i just wanted to talk about that because the power of peer support is what we we try to lay our foundation on you know everything that we work on all the projects and everything that's the biggest thing for us is having peer support throughout mm -hmm. everything that's why all of us go out and get our cps certifications and all of that but um i might i might i might have that in my future yes yeah. sir yes might. Sir. like seriously yeah. i'm just walking i'm just Thank doing what he's telling me that's right change your language though you will <laughs> okay but, <laughs> anyway um the next question that i have for you was um what has been some of the rewarding parts or the most rewarding part for you of being in recovery now you know um some of the things that maybe you have gained back or some of the things that you got that you didn't even know that could be possible like being an author or you know what have been what has been super you know rewarding what has what has recovery given you the most important rewarding thing for me every morning is when i draw breath that's first and foremost because again it's like for me as soon as i'm conscious i gotta i i, I gotta i gotta be who i am and i can't be who i am without starting my day in a particular state that's just for me right I am extremely grateful to be alive and be sober. Like really, I really am. You know, and 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 what 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 amazes me about being sober is the things that I am accomplishing. You know, because it's not about me. It's just so bugged out. I used to be narcissistic. I used to be so selfish. You know what I mean? But like, I don't do stuff for the clout, they call it clout? Yeah, the kids call it clout. I don't do stuff for clout, you know what I mean? I do stuff in hopes of adding value to another recovering addict, because if it wasn't for Bill W and, J and Jimmy K and my mom, I wouldn't be sober as far as, as far as those who chose to always share their story with me. So eventually, hopefully, I would keep coming back and one day get it, right? So if it wasn't for Bill W, come on, right? We wouldn't have AA and Jimmy K wouldn't have been able to hear the message of AA, right? So that he can direct it to those of us who suffer from narcotic mm -hmm. issues and formed NA and everyone else after that, right? So what's important to me is that we recover out loud. So being that God has put me in a position to, to, to you know, be able to use different mediums, okay? in order to give this message out when, when when i get the messages that i get back like currently i have 38 five-star amazon reviews 38 the book's only been out for six months and for those who really don't understand it's extremely hard to get reviews you know so when your people love you to the point that they first buy the book then they read the book then they take time out to let the other, you know, to let the world know about the book, which is another way of recovering out loud, right? You know what I mean? That fulfills me. It really does. That, you know, the pain that I went through, someone else can identify with that pain and then tell me, what, regardless who they are, because we have Newcomers who have purchased the book, old timers have purchased the book, peer support specialists, they're using my book in, in like three states right now. And I didn't even like finish the workbook, right? And family members and friends of recovering addicts have all purchased the book. Treatment, uh, treatment facilities, and we need to talk about that in a second. That's treatment facilities are now purchasing the book, right? Yes. And what fulfills me is a recovering addict or, you know, whatever those positions are, right? Recovering addict or a, a, a friend or family member, they let me know that my book resonated with them. That's the word I always look for. They may use a different word, but if you tell me that when you read my book, it knocked at your heart, and it made you either, it made you reflect. See, my thing isn't about trying to make people change their mentality. My thing is about 
reflecting on what I had to say, right? And, 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 and drawing a conclusion going forward because writers, we write to start conversations or to continue conversations. I don't, I don't write, you know what I'm saying? To be pompous and say, what I'm telling you is, you know, actual fact. These, these are the experiences that I've had. So when I have all of these people saying hats off, Jeff, I had that same experience and I'm a recovering addict and real recognize real. Yeah. That is that right now, that is the most fulfilling thing for me. In addition to the relationships that I am, am, am building right now. Wow. Yeah. Like, like seriously, I, whoo. Absolutely. Absolutely. So everybody out there, this is Bill and Tanisha and Jeff Fair. We're here on the recovery hour. And, and I just want to thank all of our listeners out there for your continued support, for your letters, for all the information that you request from us, for hitting us up. And, and today we've got Jeff Vickers with us and he's getting ready to tell us about the book. Jeff, you wrote a book and it's powerful. Like you said, it's in it's in a lot of different hands. Tell us. Tell everybody out there in Radio Land about the book. What was the impetus for the book? Just give us the whole thing, man. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it. So while I was in my brother's keeper, the treatment facility, God started knocking at my heart, right? It's, just, it, 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 it's so beautiful. I have been through so, I, I've been to meetings since what, 1992. The very first time I went to a meeting, it was an AA meeting. And the only reason I was there is because I was on parole and you know how that go. You know, you pee in the cup, do your meetings, pay your money and all of that stuff, right? So I've been to meetings, but, and I've heard sober slogans before these little, keep coming back and one day at a time and thanks for letting me share and okay. I'm looking at everybody like they crazy, like, all right, cool. But I'm, I'm a writer at heart. So I respect language and I respect the underlying message of keep coming back. Spiritual principles behind all of them, right? And I understood that, but I ain't really there yet. So come on, just stop talking, right? That's my attitude, right? Until I went to a meeting one night that is right down the street from my brother's keeper. And it was... A, 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 a um, celebration meeting of multiple people. And I'm hearing these slogans passed amongst these people, which I have heard before. But being that I'm walking right now, God is going to throw little things at me. So he threw something at me. Listen, I'm like listening to everyone every time they say something. And I'm like, wow, there's spiritual principles behind these joints, right? Real cool, real cool. But what I saw and what I felt was the camaraderie. Because those people in that meeting, that was a home group and they've known each other for years, right? So they've seen, you know, the ups and downs of the home group. So when I'm hearing them speak to each other, it's real for these people. Keep coming back, bro. It's real for these people. Thanks for letting me share. All right, cool. I had to ask myself, how am I going to stay sober? How am I really, like I'm in treatment now, only been here for a few months, but what can I do different than I didn't do before? God put it on my heart to look at sober slogans, to look at positive affirmations, not that I make them up, but ones that spoke to me and see if I can truly implement them in my life, like really implement them in my life during these fundamental stages of recovery. And I did. And the book is about seven recovery models. First of all, the book is called Sober Slogans, Recovery Models We Love. It's a three-part book series, Recovery Models We Love, is book one, and that's based on the seven recovery models that I used and implemented, okay, to remain sober. Now, it might sound like, Haha, whatever. It's not a tchotchke. We're talking about a dude that was a crackhead for 32 years, and I finally used positive affirmations, which are intrinsic within the language of recovery to get sober. We wouldn't be saying it for however long we've been saying them and all the extra new ones is coming up. We wouldn't be saying it. They wouldn't have 
life if they didn't have life if 30 years ago someone was saying keep coming back and still today we're saying keep coming back that slogan is alive because it has life but i am the first person who has actually went through an experience of using them to get sober and then penning my experience about it so that in the hopes all right people can start gearing up to understand the power behind positive affirmations that's the big message Yes. Because when we shift our mentality and start talking positively, first of all, everything is created twice. First in the mental and then second in its 3D form. So when we speak about something mentally, we already put it in the atmosphere for the potential for it to be life. Then when we say it out our mouths, we reinforce it. Then when we put a plan in action, to bring that thought to life, it is a beautiful thing. I don't care if it's a painting. I don't care if it's a book. I don't care if it's a, a pottery mug. It started with a thought. You said it to yourself definitely more than once, okay, verbally on how you would go about bringing it to life, okay? And you applied the steps necessary and poof, what came out your mind, now we got a tangible object. How beautiful is that? But if you kept saying to yourself that that painting that I want to paint, I, I, I'm probably not going to be good as it ain't going to happen. That painting that I want to paint, uh, 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 maybe next week, it ain't going to happen. That painting that I want, you, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. If you do not set your intention mentally and laser focus on your goal and reinforce that with the words that support it. And then we reinforce that with the method necessary to take it from here to here. It ain't gonna happen, bro. It's protocol. That's and protocol to life. You're absolutely right. And if it does happen, it doesn't happen with any velocity. You know what I mean? Thank you. Thank absolutely, you. absolutely. Right now, we are going to pause the show just for you. Grab something to jot down this information. Go ahead. What are you waiting on? Grab a pen or get your phone ready. We have a couple of warm lines that may be helpful to get you through that challenging time. The Department of Behavioral Health and Developmental Disabilities Services are accessible 24 hours a day, seven days a week via the Georgia Crisis and Access Line, also known as GCAL, at 1-800-715-4225. That's 1-800-715-4225. Also, the Georgia Council on Substance Abuse provides support through the CARES Warm Line. That number is 1-844-326-5400. I repeat, one 844-326-5400. Georgia Mental Health Consumer Network has a 24-hour peer-to-peer warm line to provide peer support to Georgia residents by calling 1-888-945-1414. Again, that's 1-888-945-1414. 1414. So there you are. Our hope is that you don't need them, but if you do, you won't hesitate to reach out and get the support you need. So I, I, I looked at the book and it was it is powerful, and those messages are powerful as well. We live by them. And you know, Tanisha was sharing with you that for us, we call it intentional peer support. Um, you know, I was listening to you talk about the God-sized hole that only a God of our understanding can fill. I listened to you talk about the power of pain. You know what I'm saying? And, and I just want to thank you for, for those messages. I want to ask you another question. I know that, uh, pardon my reach, um, you know, I, I know you've got more than one platform. So tell us about the other messaging platforms you got. That's service. Pardon yes. my reach. Thank you for asking. That really makes me happy, right? That's service. You know, um, 
I wouldn't be here if I didn't understand what service is about. And I don't think anyone in long-term recovery would be in long-term recovery without understanding what this is about. This is about tapping into the humanity that exists within you. Because once you do that, you can see it in everybody else, bro. So part of my reach is actually a pre-launch to my YouTube channel. It's video content that I'm curating right now on my Facebook page, which is Sober Slogans, and on Recovery Revolution page, which has a quarter million followers and is ran by some fantastic people that I, I really hope you guys can get them on one day. Absolutely beautiful people, you know? So I live stream my videos to both of those and to my, uh, my regular Facebook profile. That occurs Saturday, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, unless a holiday falls. So we got two more shows coming up and then uh, two weeks, it'll be Christmas and New Year's and we're not doing it obviously, right? And then we roll back in, in January. I just shot the third episode. And again, it's about service, right? So let's get there. When First and foremost, when I say part of my reach, right? I'm from the streets, right? So, and I, I used to love playing basketball. So if you reached and I got a good handle and I clip you, I'd say something slick like part in your reach, <laughs> right? Cool. I like that aspect of it. Also like the aspect of it, whereas, you know, saying part in my reach is letting people know I don't really have to make excuses for being great, bro. Mm -hmm. Sis, pardon me. <laughs> for being great pardon me for reaching okay for a better existence pardon me you understand what i'm saying pardon me i'm just doing i'm just doing me We're, it's it's cheeky but it's as real as it gets me you understand what i'm saying pardon me so everyone that's coming on the show all of all of my guests that are coming on the show they basically have that same passion <laughs> They yeah. have a passion for first and foremost, obviously, they got to be on fire for recovery. And they, you know, and they don't have to even have a platform. It's just someone that see, I reach out to people that speak to me. I don't yes. care what your numbers look like. I don't care if you on if you on IG with six followers and you following 3,000. None of that means nothing to me. If 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 what what comes from you resonates with me, I'll reach out and say, Hey, could you be a guest on the show? Yes. You know. And nine times out of the 10, they would have already known who I am and what my content is about. So basically, you're coming on the show, and it ain't about me. It's about me introducing you to the community, kind of like what you're doing right now. Yes, 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 <laughs> absolutely. In other words, you're saying, don't hate me because you ain't me. Yes. And, and so <laughs> we, we live by those very, very same principles in all of our affairs, uh, you know, and I, I want to just say this, man, and, and I was listening to what you were saying, and I, I want to thank you, um, Jeff. I, I want to thank you for keeping it real, keeping it on fire. I want to thank you. You know, we got a lot of things in common. Both of us were raised by wolves. Um, both of us believed in the code. Uh, but <laughs> both of us did at least 15. Um, I... you, know, you know what I'm saying? So we know how to pop a socket and how to make oh, <laughs> I, 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 Bro, I, I kid you not. Don't get me started. Bro, I, I kid you not. I had, I got to say this. I got to say this situation real quick. Dude, I was so nice making that hooch. An old Muslim dude showed me how to make hooch. When I tell you, I was so nice. Dudes were sending money to my account. COs were buying hooch off of me. I had a colored TV off of making hooch in the toilet. That's what I'm saying, man. And, you know, today, man, we're living in the free world, free on the inside and free on the outside. And, and you know, Tanisha, did you have any more questions for Jeff? No, it's just uh, it's amazing to me how y'all are talking about uh, being on fire for recovery. You don't know this, uh, Jeff, but Mr. Bill, his his whole um, thing is recovery on fire. That's his website, too. So it's just like, you know crazy how things line up <laughs> and, and you know the other thing we have in common i do a lot of groups we have a recovery group that we do every day twice a day and it's a zoom group we do it 11 o'clock in the daytime and we do it at six o'clock at night 
every time I do a group, the first thing I say is, I am grateful. You know what I'm saying? And, and so, because that's where it starts. It has to be there. You know, we can't help but be there because of all the other places we've been. You know, I tell people this today, man, I am grateful for the shirt that I have on. And, and I'm not grateful for this shirt because of how much it costs. I'm not grateful for this shirt because of how nice it is. I'm grateful for this shirt because of that dirty shirt that I used to wear. The one that That's I wore right. for months, right? That's <laughs> right. And, and, and I'm grateful because I got on clean socks, right? And, and I'm not grateful because these socks cost $12 a pair. I'm grateful because of them socks that was so funky that when I went to jail, the motherfucker said, man, we're going to have to throw your feet away, man. We can't. Literally. We it was like, yo, don't even put those in the bin. Don't, why would you even put that in the plastic bag, my dude? Why would you do that? So you can have it in the bag for months. Then when you come home, they stinking even worse. So throw those out, guy. Exactly. Exactly. And, and so for those reasons, I'm grateful. For those reasons, I want to thank you for taking time out your schedule, man, to give our viewers and our listeners an opportunity to hear that buck naked truth. Uh, everybody out there in Radio Land, we just want to thank you. And Tanisha, can you tell all the people out there how they can hear this message and get this message about Jeff? Oh, before before we do that, Jeff, how do yes. people get your book? Tell uh, I was going I was I was going to go there. <laughs> yes. I was gonna go there. I appreciate it. So that, that's that's really a, a really good question. Right now, they can get it on Amazon. You know, look me up, Jeff Vickens. I'm I'm on there. You can just look the name up or look up so sober slogans. I'm on there. You know, proud to say that I currently have 38 five star reviews on Amazon, which is kind of hard. You know, um, got a couple on Google Books and a couple on um on Goodreads as well. So that's where it's at, you know, for the time being. And um, in addition to that, I also have a few copies, okay, because we just had a book event in Lilburn, all right? And that's where I met this beautiful sister right here, yes. all right? Yes. So we do have some copies, okay? And what I have been doing over the last two weeks is for $20, I'm sending out autographed copies only in the U.S., and I could be DM'd on, I'm on TikTok under Sober Slogans, Facebook on Sober Slogans, IG on Sober Slogans. DM me, you know, and, um, you know, just let me know if you're interested. You know, now again, that's in the United States and that's a signed copy for me. It's it's the same price, to be honest, because it's $14.99 plus tax on Amazon, which is about $20. But I'm saying get it from me and get a signed copy. And if you need me to inscribe it or, 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 or you know, because some people might buy it as a gift, especially because Christmas is coming up, you know, yes. and, and the company is official. That's another thing I need. Let me let me just let me let me. Real quick, the company is official. It's not just the book, all right? It's Sober Slogans, LLC, all right? I do have an indie publishing company, and going forward, we will be providing writing services for other sober authors. Yeah. You know, so I just, I need people to understand, and you ain't dealing with a dude off the street. This is, this is serious because I plan on being here, you know, for a while, so there's going to be a whole lot more products coming out, you know, for the, for the community. But I need to say that, and thank you for asking that. I definitely want to say this, right? Don't know if you're familiar with it, but are you familiar with the rally that's going, first of all, are you familiar with the, um, are you familiar with the, uh, the Georgia Council of Substance Abuse? Yeah, as a matter of fact, I happen to be a CARES and I happen to be a CPS as well. I'm also a forensic peer specialist, certified psychiatric oh, rehabilitation that, practitioner. Look, yes. That's what I'm saying. Gotta lay it down. That's what I love to hear. Lay it down. Yes, yes, All right, yes, lay it down. Yes. And the only reason why I said that is because on January 22nd, there's like a major recovery rally that the uh, 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 Georgia Council of Substance Abuse and, and Jeff Breedlove are throwing, and I'm going to be there. Okay. Hopefully speaking, me and Jeff were actually having Starbucks either this week or next week, like for real. And he's like the, um, Jeff is, uh, what you call him? He's the chief of communications and policy. Council. You yeah. know what I mean? So me and him, we getting ready to chop it up. And that's another synchronicity of God working in my life. Let me just say that real quick. And we get in if you need to, right? When I was in the treatment facility, 
Okay, when I was at my brother's keeper, Jeff came through and they threw a picnic because it was a treatment facility and obviously that's what they do, right? Yes. So um, I'm helping out doing service work and the sister, you know, you got a couple of sisters there that speaking. One of them was an author, you know, and she gave me, she said, well, I, I said, can I get a t-shirt when it's all said and done? And she said, of course. I said, I want to keep your contact information. And she said, I got you. I got a mask. I didn't get the t-shirt. Jeff and his son got the last two t-shirts, which obviously, I mean, come on, they should have got the first two. Right. But I remembered him and I spoke to him and I was like, you know, I was like, you know, I, 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 I'm new recovery. I said, dude, you know, I, I, I'm on fire for this. <laughs> He's like, okay, cool, cool, cool. Right. So lo and behold, none other than Ricky Davis. Do you know Ricky Davis? Name sounds familiar. Yeah. Okay. Event in Lilburn, right? Yeah, exactly. Right. But I didn't know how like really like spread out Ricky is with his service work. Thumbs up, Ricky Davis. So long story short, Jeff Breedlove, his first post about the rally coming up, Ricky tagged me in the post. And, you know, he's like, you might be able to sell some books there. You know what I mean? So I'm like, all right. So long. And I look at this guy's Facebook and I said, don't, there's no way that this is the same guy. There's like really no way. I reach out to Jeff and Jeff was like, what, <laughs> you know? And I'm like, you know who Ricky Davis is? He said, guy, that's my guy, my guy. I said, well, I just did the book event, the Thanksgiving day bash. She said, come on, Jeff, I was supposed to be there, but I couldn't make it. Yeah. So, you know, he's like, yes, we have the rally coming up, you know, anticipating thousands of people coming out. You know what I mean? You know, and, you know, I sent him a little something about the book and he was ecstatic and he's like, bro, me and you're going to have, we're going to have Starbucks. So that just shows, again, I mentioned that because of the synchronicity, how Absolutely. God put someone, how God put someone from my presence, right, yes. in my life that knows someone that I barely knew from my past. Yes. And now I'm going to be in the situation that I'm in now. And I'm really, really hoping that I'll be able to speak. You know, Are that's you talking about the A-Rad. Is that A-Rad? Nah. Yeah, it is a rat. Yes. On January 22nd. We actually, I posted that on our social media. That's, I thought I thought I saw it on yours. I was like, well, let me double back. Yes, sis. Yes, sis. So That's exactly you, what I'm talking about. If, because if you it's on to YouTube, you'll see Bill Carruthers at ARAD. It was kind of a few number the number of years ago. But yeah, man, the foot, the footprints are big, man. But guess what? The path is wide enough for all of us, man. I, I'm, that. I'm just grateful, man. Tanisha, you want to tell all the people out there in Radio Land how they can get access to this information? Absolutely. As we always do, we want to invite everyone to stay connected with us. You can stay connected to the Grit and Grace Recovery Hour and Stepping Up by going to rockdalesteppingup.com. If you go to the bottom of the webpage, we have a link that says uh, stay connected. And on that Stay Connected tab, there is a library of our monthly newsletters. They come out once a month. You get a message from Commissioner Doreen Williams on there, just talking about and recapping everything that we're doing in the recovery community. You also get where we select a person in recovery as the champion of recovery for the month. And then they tell their stories through a video. Also, we are listed on several different social media platforms. We're on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all listed under Grit and Grace RCO. Also, if you would like to keep hearing these messages, the ones just like you are hearing right now, um, we are on the His Hop Network under Cat 10 Entertainment. We air on Wednesdays at 12 noon and we replay on Thursdays at 1 p.m. If you would like to hear them at your convenience, if you can't reach them or if you can't listen in and tune in at those times, we have a podcast on seven different platforms. We're on Anchor, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Spotify, iTunes, um, and that's on Apple um, products. So you all keep coming back. Yeah. And so, Jeff, once again, man, I want to thank you, man. Um, you uh, you got our, all of our contacts and connections and everything. You got our emails. Let's stay in touch. Anything we can do, because we do a lot of events. We do a lot of different stuff. So I want to make sure that we get you out there 
um, definitely we will want to damn support, man. So That's love. Um, I appreciate you do it. your best. I know God will do the rest. Everybody out there in Radio Land, this is Jeff, Bill, and Tanisha with the Recovery Hour, and we'll keep coming back, as Jeff would say. All right, y'all. Be blessed. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in and feeding your recovery with another episode of the Grit and Grace Recovery Hour. Remember that you can stay connected with us by following us on Facebook and Instagram at Grit and Grace RCO or just keep coming back every Wednesday at 12 noon. Until then, and as always, cherish the chips you hold.